Hey, welcome to Suits and Boots Legal Chat. So who is Daryl Davidson? Today, we're going to find out. Hey, Daryl, how's it going, man? Man, I'm doing good. That's good morning good. to you. Nice good to morning. see you. Good morning. Before it's good we get to, see to the you. office. So the, the topic today is, who is Daryl Davidson? So okay. tell us, who is Daryl Davidson? Well, well, first of all, I'm from Statesville. My name is Daryl Grant Davidson Sr. I was born and raised here. Um, I actually attended North Ardell High School. I graduated there in 1987. Um, went to Howard University undergrad. I graduated from there with a finance degree and worked for four years. But I always wanted to be an attorney. Um, so after working for four years, I worked for an insurance company in New York. I worked for them in um, Los Angeles. I also worked for them in Atlanta. That's when I decided that I was, it was time for me to go to law school. So I went to law school at the University of Iowa. And a lot of people ask me, well, why Iowa? Well, free tuition would have got me anywhere. <laughs> and so, but after, after law school, I always wanted to come home because I wanted to make a difference in my community and sort of be like a, you know, sort of be like a, not necessarily um, the first to blaze the trail, but to be an example of those who want to do some of the things that I do. Um, so I'm, I'm an attorney. I practice criminal law as well as family law. So uh, that's that's a lot of a lot of unique stuff before you became an attorney. Yes, yes. How does how does the stuff that you did before becoming an attorney influence how you practice law? Well, good question. Because when I was an underwriter for an insurance company, I had to actually deal with the public on a regular basis. I had to deal, of course, with what I would say corporate America and learning how um, to deal and do deals. Um, so it gave me good communication skills. It gave me the ability to be able to speak to individuals in crowds. It also gave me the ability to understand that there are different types of people with different types of personalities. And so for the work that I do, as far as a criminal defense attorney, as in, in family law, um, you deal with all kinds of individuals. Yep. Um, and normally when an individual comes to see me, they, they, they're not in the best emotional state. Yeah. So you got to learn how to not only be compassionate, but you got to learn also how to listen. And so during my career as an underwriter, I had to learn how to listen. I had to learn how to communicate um, and do the things that not only just my my customers wanted, but now, you know, understand what my client's position yep. would be and what they desire as far as the outcome of their case. So you said you always wanted to be an attorney. Yes. So talk, talk about that. How did, so it's like since since little Daryl was riding yes. his tricycle or yeah, when did well, that start? Well, I think and, and, and I'll tell you when when I was when I was younger, um, I, I, you know, witnessed quite a bit growing up as far as people needing certain things, services were not available, either they were not financially able to afford the services. And I wanted to be an individual that came back and, and gave back to the community. And so some of my experiences when I was younger, you know, that I experienced gave me the desire to come back and want to help um, especially the individuals that were disadvantaged, the, the, the individuals that didn't know a way uh, or the path or avenue to seek certain things like justice or, you know, when they were wronged or when they were discriminated against or anything like that. So I wanted to come back and I wanted to help individuals with that, you know, in those situations. Yeah, I think that's one of the attractions for all of us as attorneys. Uh, you know, I was in heat and air before I, I did this right, job. Right, right. And it doesn't matter whether you're you're going to somebody's house to unstop their toilet or right. whether you're right. helping them with their crap in the legal world. You right. know, it's all, right. it's all helping people. And right. I think that's what attracts a lot of us to that. A exactly. And, and, you know, of course, our motto is, you know, we're here to help. We're here to help. Yeah. And, that's, and, that, and we say that, and it sounds, you know, it's, it's such a, it's a marketing slogan, but at the same time, it's really what we feel. It's 
what we believe. True. And I know that's what you what you believe. Exactly. Too. So you focus. You said family law and criminal law. Uh, anything else you focus on? Well, there are times when I do civil cases too. Um, certain civil cases, like wrongful death, uh, personal injury, um, and in situations. And of course, there are different levels of a personal injury case. Um, but that's mainly what I do, and it's mainly the family law and the criminal law. I always there's a running joke. I always say, you know, there's there's not a lot of difference between criminal law and, and family law. Um, what other situations can you go in with nothing and come out with half? <laughs> a robbery, yeah. sometimes a divorce, and sometimes a divorce is a robbery. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I remember one of my favorite things that you've ever told me is when you first started out, I think you were practicing, uh, what, what kind of, the uh, cat law or something like that? I, yeah, I called it feline law. Uh-huh. Feline law. I mean, they say, well, what is that? They say, well, feline law is whatever the cat drags in. <laughs> and so that's, you do what you yeah, do I had to do what I had right? to do. Yeah. yeah. yeah and so absolutely. for a while, yeah, I had, I had to do that. I had to take cases when I was out on my own, things that I normally wouldn't do, but I did until I became, you know, specialized in certain areas. Well, see, so the trademark's kind of your, the, the trademark's kind of the bow tie. Yes, it is. So uh, my Mine's kind of the boots, and it's hard right. to show the boots on right. camera. But right. um, so that's kind of where the name comes from: suits and boots. Exactly. What do you do when you're not wearing the bow tie? Well, as far as leisure time, um, I'm, I'm I'm at the age now where doing nothing on the weekends is okay with me. <laughs> I, I have no problems with not leaving the house on the weekends, but. I love to travel. I love to travel. Um, I'm married. We have four children. They're basically all grown except for our youngest who's in college now. Everybody else has graduated. So my wife and I actually spend a lot of time traveling. Um, as far as any extracurricular activities, I try to get involved with stuff that goes on in the community. Um, I'm a part of a fraternity, and we still are active, um, Omega Sci-Fi uh, Fraternity Incorporated. So we're pretty active in the community in Salisbury. And so other than that, you know, I, I wait to see my children, my kids, you know, whenever they come That's home. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's exciting that we are now empty nesters. We have, again, I have a, a daughter that's actually at Penn, and, you know, I wait for her to come home. But what I'm learning as I've gotten older is that, she doesn't want to spend a lot of time with us when she comes home anymore. But that's okay. I, I, you know, that's okay. It's a part of growing up. See, I've got a five and a seven-year-old, so it's completely different. Right. It's completely different. But I do know that the amount of time that that consumes yes. is just amazing. It and is. I, I can't imagine what the... I don't know if you would call it a letdown or what, that it would be whenever they're gone. Yeah, like, whenever they're gone. Well, now what am I going to do? You know. Well, at the end of the day, I've heard a lot of parents say, you, you know, you have them a good 18 years. And after that, they may or may not be back home to stay. So sure. make the best of the time while they're there. And that's sure. what we've tried to do. And I know in the five and seven years that we've had, it's just gone by so quick. And they will it's, continue to go by fast. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that's true. So um, family, travel, uh, that's – what What about those things refreshes you? So how do you, how do you uh, does that recharge you for the job? It does. It does. Because I think as attorneys, and I'm pretty sure you can attest to this, if we didn't take the time to travel and take the time off, we would literally be working every day, all day. Yep. Um, and and fortunately, we, we, you know, we get to have secured leave. And I think that's at the point you realize, man, I, I need to decompress so that you can come back after the, 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 the leave, you know, feeling refreshed and going forward. Because you know as well as I know, it, it's a very stressful job. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and under, you know, I'll, I'll talk to people 
who indicate, man, it's not physical labor. Why is it so hard? But when you're waking up in the middle of the night at two o'clock and two thirty, because you're concerned about the case that's going down at nine thirty yep. with your client, and you're concerned whether your client's going to either go to jail or if they're going to, you know, lose their, you know, children in the custody um, battle. And I've always said that as an attorney, if you care about your clients, you're going to worry. Absolutely. You, you're you're going to worry, and it's going to stress you out. And when those folks walk through the door, you know, we are covenanting with them that we're going to walk into this with you. Right. You know, the, the worst things that you've ever gone through. Right. Hey, we're going to be right there walking with you as you go through it. Well, it, it's funny because I, 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 I tell potential clients and people who ask me about my profession, you marry their problems. Absolutely. You marry their yeah. issues when they come yeah. in the door. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, if you care about your clients, you care about what happens to them. And it could, you know, it's, it's been a lot of restless, sleepless nights. I've, I've seen and had some of those, and it's, yeah. it's never any fun. And, 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 and you, the question that you had before about, you know, what do you do, you know, outside of, you know, practicing law? I, there are times when I get home, I don't want to be on the phone. I, I, I don't want to be on the phone. I, I don't want to have conversations about, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. legal issues after yeah. hours because yeah. I'm still sort of winding down from what happened today. Absolutely. And what's yeah. going to happen the next day. Yeah. Yeah. So and one of the things that so when you talk about secured leave that attorneys, you know, it allows attorneys to go and kind right. of get that recharge time. One of the things that you do is serve on the state bar. So for the last yes. almost Going on four years now, you've been the state bar counselor yes. for our district. Talk about that. What is yes. that? And, and I'm very thankful that it's an elected position where your peers actually elect you or nominate you to be elected to serve. So the North Carolina State Bar is the basically, I'd say, the governing arm of, of you know, for lawyers. Um, they issue opinions. They basically are, I would say, the police of the, the bad doings of attorneys. Sure. And so what I do um, in my position, I serve on different committees. Quarterly, we meet. And the main thing that I do as far as my, my position as a state bar counselor is we review grievances. Our, our main objective actually is to protect the public. And so we review grievances where a client feels like attorney may have ran afoul of a professional code of ethics or um, fee disputes, things that um, the North Carolina State Bar would feel, hey, you know, this attorney fell below. And so we have to make recommendations on certain things as far as the punishment or whether we dismiss a frivolous, you know, um, claim against an attorney. But I will tell you that it, it's, it's not a situation where in my position where we're looking to just punish, punish, punish an attorney. The biggest thing is that we're trying to make sure that the guidelines are adhered to um, to protect the public. So, and I enjoy it. I, I think one of the, the, the good things about it is that I get to meet and com conversate, converse with other attorneys across the state. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and those people that are there are willing not only to serve, but Evidently, they, their peers must think a lot of them to be able to nominate them, them to send them there. Yeah, yeah. And we do some very good, meaningful work, and it becomes like family. Yeah. Oh, and I will say this: You asked me what do I like to do? Love to. I love CrossFit. CrossFit. I hate. Yeah, You've been doing I, yeah. It for years I've been doing now, it for years. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I tell people I hate working out, but I love CrossFit, and it's it's pretty much my me time, uh, and it's it's it helps me out mentally because I think every attorney needs an outlet. Yeah. Um, and for me, you know, doing CrossFit, that's 
I, I try my best, even if I am not here and I'm on vacation. You've told me this Yeah, before, even when yeah. I'm on vacation, I'll drop into a CrossFit gym, and I'll always send out, you know, a, a picture to my what I call my, my Sunday school class. <laughs> They'll know what I'm talking about. That's my 5 a.m. group because yeah, I go at yeah. 5 a.m., yeah. um, you know, just about every morning. Um, and so that is my – yeah, that's that's one of my biggest outlets. That's, that's one of the things that – gets me ready and gets me prepared to come into the office. Absolutely. Mine's a tractor. It doesn't get me the, the health benefits, <laughs> but I love, you know, we have a little farm up in Alexander County and I, and I love getting on the tractor. And right. Because, yeah, man, nobody's going to bother you. Right. You know, it's just and, and that's quiet. How, and that's how I feel. And and for me, CrossFit and, and it's family. We yeah. it's, it's like we're yeah. family. We we it's not the workout itself. It's the it's the camaraderie and and the individuals there that 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 make it so special. And we all look forward to seeing it. If somebody's out, you know, I, I always say, look. I, I was about to put you on the back of a milk carton because you you've been missing. <laughs> that I mean, is like, that yeah, is like yeah, Sunday school. Yeah, it is. Sunday school yeah. at Baptist Church yeah. where I grew up. You're going to be getting some phone calls, it, it, exactly. and cards, and actually. Mail. <laughs> so a shout out to my Sunday school class at the Brown Table. That is awesome. Man. <laughs> so you've been on the state bar now for this. You're just starting your second term. My second term. Yeah. Each term is three years, and um, so you got to get reelected after three years. And the most you could serve is nine years. Okay. So I've been elected for my second three-year term. And I've indicated to the individuals that are selecting um, for the position that it took me three years really to figure out what the heck was yeah. going on. I mean, it really, literally, I just started feeling comfortable with doing the work that I'm doing and making sure that I was doing it right. It's a lot of reading. It is. Yeah. It's a lot of reading. It takes a lot of time. You have to have a lot of patience. But the one thing that I can say that I bring and, and, and all the other attorneys bring to the table when we're discussing these grievances is personal experiences. Absolutely. You know, sometimes you're able to not necessarily get into the mind of the attorney, but you can sort of figure out what they were trying to do. Yep. Because a lot of situations that that come before the state, you know, the North Carolina State Bar are situations that you yourself have been in. You know, when a client doesn't want to communicate or they th thought that they fired you or they, you know, want to, you know, want to dis dispute a fee or something to that, that effect. So it also reinforces that, you know, every time that I need to deal with a client or our firm needs to deal with a client, we need to do it above board. So often I, we find, and, and you've seen this too, yes. that uh, clients, the people are just, for whatever reason, so hesitant to go see an attorney. Yes, they and are. And I think we've got uh, a reputation that maybe yes. we've earned in, in our yes. in our past. Yes. But the state bar is working to correct some yes, of that they are. and make sure that, hey, if you want to go see an attorney and something goes wrong, you don't think you're treated right, there's things out there that can protect you it, and, it, and take care is. of you. And it that's is. the state bar. It is. In fact, you know, some of the things that the state bar is considering that's under consideration is what they call unbundled legal services. And with unbundled legal services, an it's individual, like cable. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, a client or a potential client may not be able to afford an entire claim for, you know, divorce, alimony, child custody. The most important thing to them may be just the child custody and the child support. Sure. And so if they're able to afford that portion of it where it allows an attorney to get in and just for that specific issue, and that way they could be, they'll be able to afford at least some legal representation, um, you'd be amazed at um, some of the things that some of the courts across or, you know, districts have done across the state of North Carolina where they've allowed these self-help programs um, where people can have access to forms, they can have access to legal advice, um, and it's really helped them out. Yeah. And so they've, they're, they're actually doing some great things. And, and, and 
for the attorneys that are actually listening, the North Carolina State Bar is not your enemy. Okay. Um, if anything, they're there to keep you on track and you have access to them anytime. Um, you have a question about whether something is ethical or whether this procedure is correct. You can always reach out to them and they'll give you at least the opinion on it. And that way you'll know how to govern yourself moving forward. Yeah, we've done that uh, several times. You know, you just send an email and yes. say, hey, can I do this? Should I do this? Exactly. What should I do? And they're always, it always will, super It helpful. will save you a yeah. lot of headache in yeah. the future. And one thing I always indicate to attorneys, you know, whenever I come back, um, from these quarterly meetings is I always try to at least if there's something new definitely to get that information to the local bar is that they're not your enemy if they if, if you get a letter from the North Carolina State Bar respond yeah just respond yeah, yeah. you know um, because that is one of the major reasons why you know you know they get claims is because yeah because yeah. the problem because they haven't responded to a yeah. client so if you're out there thinking about hiring an attorney and you're worried mm -hmm. like man I've heard so much about how attorneys are whatever, fill in the blank. Don't worry. There's the majority of the attorneys. I, I think you would agree with me. Yes. The majority of the attorneys in Statesville, Ardell County, right. and, and, and the places County. we work, yes. they're good guys Yes, and, yes. and ladies. They're just, yes. they're good folks. And, and the thing, and, and I'll tell you, one of the things that I really enjoy about, you know, practicing in a small town is that the personal relationships that you actually build with other attorneys and, you know, where you can, there's something to be said to where I can walk into the clerk's office and, you know, get some immediate attention. Um, there's a reason why I wanted to come back home yeah. to a smaller, you know, um, a smaller district to, to practice. And there's no, there's nothing wrong if you, you want to practice in a Charlotte or Raleigh or Winston-Salem or Durham. But for me, I'm, I'm a country boy at heart, um, yeah. even though I've lived in Washington, D.C. when I went to Howard and <laughs> Manhattan yeah. and Brooklyn and yeah. Los Angeles and Atlanta. Um, I can do the city, but I, I'd rather, you know, right, rest in the right country. Here, yes. Right here. Right yes. Here. Well, so... Before we kind of wrap up some things, there's a, there's a couple things that I, I did want to talk about. And I've heard this rumor that stand-up comedy was maybe something we thought about. Huh? <laughs> well, well, you know, it, 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 to me, you know, it, I, there was a, you know, you get this this bug about, you know, you want to be in the entertainment field. And, and, and you know, I did live in L.A. for a little while. Yeah. And for me, my, I, I lived that dream out sort of by doing jury trials. Because it gives oh, me man. the opportunity to really act in front of 12 people. Humor is important, it though, is. right? It I is. Mean, cause you're, it is. Truthfully, in our office, you are the, you're the funny. <laughs> you're the guy. I mean, you're the funny guy. Well, and the rest of us are, are, you know, we hold our own. But, well, I mean, here, you keep us on our well, toes. Well, here, here's the deal. You have to understand that I spend more time with you guys at work a lot of times more yeah. than my own family. And my idea is that if I'm going to spend this time with you or the majority of the time to the exclusion of my family, oh, then it's going to be yeah. a fun place. It's got to be. It's got to be. And you got to find the humor in a lot of things. Um, every day should not be, you know, a dreadful experience. <laughs> so I, I try to find the fun just about, you know, in everything. And, and we every almost everything we deal with is is a serious matter. It is. And so we have to we take what we do very yeah. seriously, but yeah. we can't take ourselves too seriously. No, we can't. We can't. We can't. And and I enjoy it. I mean like I said, I mean I, I remember our Christmas party, I made up the menu for Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So tell me the Along that line, what is the craziest or funniest thing that's happened to you as an attorney? And you know, we got to keep our client confidentiality, so we're not going right. to talk about any names. But but any scenarios that just 
immediately come to mind? Well, I, I think what, when I first started practicing and I sort of fell into the trap of I believe my clients until they give me a reason not to. And so sometimes you believe them wholeheartedly. And I had an individual that had um, was charged, of course, with larceny of an animal. You know, he stole an animal. And <laughs> I'm, we're going to try the case. I, You know, we talked, and I was like, there's no way they could get you with larceny. And, and so we get ready to try the case. And the officer that was investigating, he said, well, look here. He said, now I understand you want a trial. I said, yes, sir, I want a trial. They're, they don't have any connection with my client whatsoever. I said, well, I think you might want to take a look at this statement. And, you know, I look at the statement, and not only did he know, and not only did he bathe and kept the dog away and secreted it away, <laughs> disguised the dog. He disguised the dog. <laughs> As what? Yeah. I was like, you know, so we entered a plea. Uh, and that yeah, was my first yeah. lesson on, you know, man. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I had to laugh because, you know, he disguised the dog. I mean, shaved it. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. Get some just for me and, and yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Some grease and formula. <laughs> Dog was supposed to be, oh, you know, man. like black, I think, gray or something. But, it, you know, he, he died. He disguised it. So, oh, I, had a, yeah. I had a similar situation I'm talking to uh, when I was I was on the court-appointed list for a while. I'm talking to a, a client who's in jail. And uh, and uh, I said, well, how, how did the police know? And she said, well, I told them. <laughs> and I thought, okay. So a <laughs> little, bit, yeah. little but, bit, little bit of advice. Don't. Tell them. <laughs> yeah, don't don't tell them. But but I think probably I think the most shocking and funny story I've ever had is I got a guy's case dismissed. I mean, it was an assault case. He didn't want it dismissed. He did. He said, "What can I do? I don't I don't want it dismissed." Yeah, oh, and so my. that sort of yeah that that sort of sometimes uh, yeah man, sometimes. sometimes. So you that, just, that was, you just that, never yeah. know what you're going to see in this job. Never know. One of the things that Mr. Bimbo told me when I first started is he said, "I can't." promise you anything, but I can promise you, you'll never be bored. And that, that's <laughs> definitely been true. The characters, the people that we come across, and just the everyday folks yeah. that we see, you know, yeah. it's it's just so rewarding. And and ultimately, like we talked about, we're, we're here to help. Yeah. And so often we see, we get in on the backside of things a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, one of the other attorneys in our office and I are working on a case right now where actually two different ones, and they're similar. If the clients had just come, if the folks had just come to right, see us right. before they got right, this before, far down the road, exactly, exactly. we could have solved so many problems ahead exactly, of time. Exactly. And so often folks, for whatever reason, right. whether it's because of the reputation of attorneys or right. whether they think it's going to be expensive, they don't come to see us. Exactly. Oh, they're, they're scared, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and, you know, I... I I think a lot of it has to do with the idea that it's too expensive. But I will tell you this. I, I totally understand um, some individuals are not financially able to secure counsel, but that doesn't mean that we can't work with them to see about a way of, of trying to represent we, them. We really are. We really help. are. We're we really, really, really are there to help. to help. So at the end of the day, like I said, it's, it's a service business. It's yeah. not if, – if, if you think that being an attorney is – you know, being an attorney and all this money just falls out of the sky, that that is not the case. In yeah. fact, individuals or young adults that are thinking about going to law school, I always offer them the opportunity to come in and spend a week during the summer so they can see really where the, the rubber meets the road. And I always used to tell individuals that, you know, 
if you want the meat to eat, you got to make the kill. You you got to be faster than the slowest gazelle. Yeah. There are no food lines in the jungle. Yeah. So if you yeah. want the meat to eat, you got to get up and go make the kill, which means that you have to earn it. Yeah. You know, there's not a situation where money just shows up on the door. Or go to dental school. Or go to dental school. <laughs> I, tell them, I, I, tell them to go, I tell them to go to dental school, you know, and, and I'll tell you, none of my children are, you yeah. know, in the legal field. Yeah. Um, I have one that's a consultant. Uh, yeah, I have one that's um, an engineer, one that is, you know, was in a, a business major that, you know, works for a company. And, you know, our, our youngest is, is wanting to be a doctor. And, and so I, I always indicated to him, I'm, not wanting you to go to law school just because I went. But if you have a passion for it, I'll definitely encourage you. But I'm not going to make it to where, hey, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, I tell my yeah. kids all the time, I'm probably the only person in your life that will never be, never be jealous of you doing better than me. That's, that's awesome. the, yeah, as a parent. That's and that's, awesome. that's what you want. And that's, and so, that's what you want. Exactly. exactly and you so, want, yeah. you know, with the help of my wife, um, you know, we've, we've, we've hopefully done, you know, a pretty decent job. And I thank her for that, too, because she, she, she put a lot of work and effort into it also. Yeah, that's great, man. Well, thanks so much for no, taking thank the time you, young this man. morning. And you guys, we are here to help. And, Daryl, yes. any kind of criminal law, any kind of family, family law, law, if you have some a personal injury, wrongful death, that kind of thing, he's definitely here to help. I would be uh, glad to talk to you. So uh, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for your time.